let's start with who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Jerry Garcia, I'm the CEO of a, a, a PPO in Guatemala with 500 employees. We've been there in the country for seven years now. And yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm based in the U.S., but I have clients in the U.S. that were serviced from Guatemala. Got it. Yeah. And what's what's interesting or unique or or give me the 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 picture of the Guatemalan BPO market, uh, the the people, the cultures, the it's uh, services. It's huge. So um, as far as the picture of the Guatem- the Guatemalan BPO industry. Uh, the, the the industry the industry is huge in Guatemala. It might be this. I think I believe is the second uh, biggest industry after manufacturing, or um, you know, uh, I think it's called maquilas. Um, is the second largest industry. They have um, something like I think is fifty different BPOs at different sizes. They have some of the largest BPOs in the industry, like uh, Teleperformance and Telus. There, I believe Telus has over ten thousand employees. Uh, so they have giant BPOs and they have smaller BPOs like ours with 500 employees. How how does the Guatemalan market compare to things like the African South African market or the the market in India or the Philippines? Well, I can tell you that culture-wise, Guatemala is extremely close to the U.S. They watch football. I'm, I'm talking about American football, baseball. They watch the all those. NBA games. They are very in tune with the U.S. culture. They want to travel to the U.S. They travel once a year. A lot of a lot of my people, a lot of my uh, agents travel to the U.S. So they're very in tune with the culture. They know. Uh, they think American. Um, they want to. Uh, you know. They listen to the music. They want to be as close to the U.S. as they can. Uh, they admire a lot of the things that are happening in, in the in the U.S. and and uh, and they like to talk to U.S clients specifically they make relationships very well because there's it's uh the culture is conducive to that what what are the um what are the is it what's the business case for for going to guatemala well you can look at it two ways you're you're going to save money for sure based versus having a a call center in the u.s um for sure you're going to save money um but the biggest differentiator is the quality there's a high level a uh, very, uh, uh, how can I say, very uh, competitive and and, uh, and extremely well uh, trained uh, uh, workforce in Guatemala that have been trained by companies like Amazon, uh, uh, Facebook, Google. What Google had a giant call center over there, um, uh, and they train a lot of peop- a lot of agents in the technical side of Google when they uh, release uh, G Suite. Uh, most of their agents were there with uh, with a company called uh, Telus. <clears throat> so you have people that are very well trained uh, and they know the technical side and they are very high very high quality uh, agents. That's one part. The English level uh, and the nuances of uh, American English is very uh, very good in Guatemala. Uh, they sound like they're from LA. So LA, I, I, don't, I don't know if you heard this, but LA is a very Mexican, very uh, there's a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Central Americans, and the the, the, the Guatemalan agents sound just like like if they were in LA, Texas, and Arizona. They sound really, really close to the U.S. Uh, side. So, you're you're the CEO. How long have you been working on this business? 
Uh, seven years. The, seven years. The first, uh, the first year, I will say, was the most difficult, trying to figure out the culture, figuring out what uh, makes the Guatemalan tick, you know. And I figured out that there is a there is an element of pride and an element of uh, competition. You put them in a level playing field with American agents, and they want to be on the top. They want to be on the very top. They shoot for the very top. They're trying to figure. They collaborate with the U.S. agents to figure out what they need to do to get on the top. So interesting. Yeah, there's. It sounds like there's there's a, a drive there that, that you, you can you can tap into. Can you? So you you said eight years, seven eight years. It's 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 eight years now. I mean, it was one year of just kind of figuring out the legalities, the HR, the risk management, and all that stuff. And did stuff. you do that from the U.S. or from within Guatemala? No, I had to go to Guatemala. There is a lot of agencies in Guatemala that help you, kind of point you in the right direction. They want the BPO industry to go there. Even the private sector wants the BPO industry to go there. Because the private sector, let's say, um, just to give you an example, there is this family that is that owns um, the, uh, the beer uh, industry. They, they make all the beer for the country. The more people, the more money people have, the more beer they're gonna buy, more houses, more, you know, uh, just more economic um, output, right? So they want these BPO uh, companies to come to Guatemala because uh, it's a service-oriented uh, industry, and the money pours in from outside and just makes the economy uh, work better. So, um, yeah. So I mean, uh, the the there's a huge drive from the Guatemalan government to to do it, so they help you with everything. They is get the, you in touch with. Is the Guatemalan government creating incentives? Yeah, there's a huge incentive. They, can you talk about those yeah, incentives? Absolutely, absolutely. So you come in, and first there's a specific uh, uh, branch of the government that will help you get off the ground. Uh, so that's a that that's just to facilitate everything. But they have a, a tax holiday. Uh, Ten-year tax holiday, where most of most taxes that you will pay otherwise, uh, so just a regular company in Guatemala, um, they they are uh, you're exempt. It's like a like a tax ex exemption, uh, and it happens only for BPOs that are trying to, um, or I'm sorry, for BPOs or new BPOs that are coming to the country and setting setting up operations, and this is for ten years. So it's a it's a long period of time, plenty of time to establish, you know, grow roots in Guatemala and have a, a, a solid, stable uh, operation. Not to mention the currency. The currency is extremely stable. If you were to pull a graph of the Guatemalan uh, currency versus the U.S. Uh, currency, which is, you know, our main ally, um, you'll see that the Quetzal, which is the Guatemalan currency, is stable. For those, I mean, it moves 10% up, 10% down. Right now, for the, I think for the last three years, it's only moved like five percent. It's it's it stays on a on a very stable uh, place. And do you pass those incentives on to your clients, or how does that work? It helps, definitely helps. So it helps to become more competitive price-wise with the with the clients that we have. I mean, we have pressures from other BPO, uh, how can this the uh, BPO countries or countries that have heavy BPO industry. So it helps a lot. Um, let's say, for example, with the Dominican Republic, there is uh, there's a huge pressure from that country because they started expanding uh, the BPO industry or their BPO industry. But for us, 
uh, we focus on on quality, but we need to pass some savings to them so that they so that it's to to clients that otherwise will go to the Dominican Republic because um, it makes us a little bit more attractive and they get to try us before they make a decision to just establish operations. In the so it's very competitive. Extremely competitive, yes. Can you tell me, you know, one of the things I'm always interested in as I talk to people is how does, how does this BPO industry model, how does it help in the communities? You know, on, on one hand, I wonder, is it like welcomed or is it not welcomed? But is, is, is there a positive impact or... So social impact is yeah. huge in Guatemala. I mean, the um, I don't know the, the the person that maybe didn't have a chance to get a degree or or go to the university and but was able to learn English and learn the culture, the American culture, and is able to get on the phone and establish a connection with the the U.S. client is able to make as much money as somebody with a degree. So um, the the, the wages in Guatemala are very low, but in the BPO industry, they're substantially higher than what the minimum wages for other industries are. So you see people in the BPO industry, they go out and, you know, they're able to take their, their, their family out. They're able to buy a car. They're able to buy a, a house. I have, a, I have somebody that approached me the other day and was extremely thankful because he was able to, he, now he working at, uh, in the BPO industry and working for our company. Um, he has been able to buy a house and a car. Obviously, he's making payments on it, but he is in the right direction, and he knows because he is in the BPO industry, there's stability there. He's going to be able to provide for his family and provide and provide for his family at, at a higher level, not just uh, provide, but actually thrive. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's beautiful. You know, I, I, you, you've been at it for eight years, Certainly, you've seen some changes because you were into it before yeah. COVID yeah. and now post-COVID. But what, what are the trends? You know, you're here at this show in Las Vegas. You got you're a little bit far away from home, mm -hmm. but you've come here. Yeah. You're you're obviously trying to, to expand your horizons. Talk to me about your journey there from the the last few years and what you're seeing now and where you're headed. Well, um so our operation went through a lot of pressure during COVID. Obviously, we had to go work from home and we, we had an operation. We had an actual facility where we had all our agents there. And we, you know, during COVID, we just had to tell them, go home and we'll, you'll continue to work for us. And we're going to figure it out, but we have to figure it out from home. So we went through a lot of problems, you know, making it work from home, but it turned out that the infrastructure was there in Guatemala for, for us to be able to have an operation, a full operation from home. So we, we were work, working from home for a year and a half before we actually set up our new facility to bring only a portion of it, only a portion of the operation back to the office, which is all my supervisors, all the managers, operations managers, workforce, HR. That is something that we wouldn't have done before. Having people working from home was a no-no. It's extremely difficult. There's a lot of security issues. But the software is there. It was just a matter of looking for it. Now we have software that prevents uh, things uh, that we don't want the agents to do from, from happening. Uh, also, there's a legal side to things. So we have contracts, confidentiality agreements, uh, 
non-competes that we make sure that the, 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 the agents sign to make sure that the client's uh, data, the client's, uh, client, the, the, the client's uh, cost, customers in the U.S. are safe. So uh, we learned a lot. We had to learn. We had to figure out a way to work from home. And the biggest thing that I've seen, the biggest change that I've seen in Guatemala is an emerging technical side, uh, technical workforce, highly technical workforce. Uh, there's uh, uh, programmers. There's, uh, for example, we have three data scientists in the company that are thriving and they're like they're learning a lot from the u.s and then they're bringing their own ideas to the table and they're doing a lot of automation they're working with ai for example we have a data engineer that uh, is able to do through ai and apis wonders um, and it's all in guatemala it's something that you wouldn't expect because of the highly technical uh, ability that is needed to 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 do those things and yet we have them there and they're making a lot of money in Guatemalan currency, but for the U.S. companies, they are amazed of how inexpensive it is. Not cheap because the work is right, but it is way less expensive than what they will find here in the U.S. How do people get in touch with your organization if they want to explore Guatemala as a PPO opportunity? Yeah, so um, we have a website. The website is um, iconbpo.com. That's one way. How do you spell it? I-C-O-N-B-P-O.com. Okay. Um, that's our website. People can go there, set up a, a, a calendar appointment directly on the website for us to have a, you know, a, a more lengthy, lengthy conversation about uh, our operation in the BPO industry. But uh, it's not only about the BPO industry. We want, we want to help new, oper- new, new companies, new operations in Guatemala to come to Guatemala and, uh, and set up from scratch. So I, I, I'm, I'm involved heavily with the, the Guatemalan government to do that. And I have an operation that can help somebody that just wants agents. Or I have the resources, resources to help somebody that wants to set up a new operation from scratch. That's, that's good to know. Um, what is, because you can't be all things to all people. What is yeah. the ideal, perfect fit? What is the, the perfect fit for a U.S. company who wants to, to, to leverage um, these opportunities in Guatemala? What's the single best fit? Uh, I would say a company that wants to co-source, that wants to have a close partnership with somebody in Guatemala to uh, expand their operations into Guatemala. So somebody that wants... Not somebody that just wants agents that, to cover the phones and things like that, but have a more integral uh, a, a Guatemalan uh, portion of the operation to work with them. Because that, that has been the most successful way that we have worked with the Why would companies. somebody pick Guatemala specifically? Again, the quality. The culture, the quality. The quality. They're extremely driven. They're extremely thankful. And they show it with the results. So they, they know that this is an opportunity that they uh, that they really need to embrace. Um, they know that the opportunity before wasn't there. They know what that feels like. So they're extremely thankful and they, they're extremely driven to make sure that this opportunity doesn't go away. Um, so quality is one thing and cost. There is a there is a cost uh, portion there that, uh, that that's obviously one reason why the, the U.S. companies look for Guatemala. Yeah. Awesome. All but right. The, well, the cost is everywhere, right? Like everybody has talks about cost. I have to focus on the quality. The quality is the one thing that really works.
That's outstanding. Is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before we sign off today? Thank you for talking to me about this. Yeah, no, I, I, I just want to say that it's, uh, for me, it's, a, it's an honor to be able to push this uh, uh, information out to your audience and for them to know that Guatemala is a great place to go and, and, and start and have a new operation. And for me, my passion is the Guatemalan uh, agents, the Guatemalan talent. And I know that the more companies that come to, uh, to, uh, to Guatemala, there's going to be more opportunities and it's going to, uh, you know, help a lot of people. So it helps me as well with, the, you know, having more companies like this in Guatemala. I always love people or helping other people. So thank you very much for meeting with me today. Thank you. Appreciate it.